the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. We got a lot to talk about here on this Monday. Hope that your Resurrection Sunday was a good one. It was so much fun to go to church Sunday and everybody was maskless. I don't think there was more than five masks in the whole, uh, you know, uh, sanctuary. And we were full. There was not a seat to be had. That was awesome. That's about 900 people oh, wow. in New Life. And uh, they were packed, I understand, the first service. So about 1,800 people came back to church. That's good news. That's good news. That really is good news. How was it at your church, it Iverson? It was great. It was great. There were a couple of masks. But yeah. uh, other than that, I mean, it, it don't make any difference, but no, it was great. Good. The pastor Absolutely. loved it. He got up front and he says, it's nice to see you. <laughs> and seeing you without a mask on, so I, I know you, you people. Yeah. You know? That was pretty good. Yeah, huh? to actually see you. Yeah, he was excited. Yeah, he, yeah, was, he, he can, was really excited. You can remember back to where we were a year ago that day. <sighs> we, didn't have, we didn't have Easter services last year, remember? Wow. Yeah. Do you, does everybody remember that? Yeah, yeah, they ought to. And that's wrong. It is. That's wrong. It is. Did you see the the cops show up in Canada? Yes, and stop yes. the the mass. And, and, and wow. well, oh no, there's there's one in in Europe. I think where they try to stop the mass, and then in Canada, the cops try to stop it, and the pastor ran him off. Oh, did he? I didn't see that. Yes. I, I saw the one where the police showed up and told them they couldn't have uh, services and made everybody leave. So that there was nothing else going on. The police were that bored. I guess. I, I guess come to a church. So, so the one in Canada, there's one in Canada where wow. the, the minister actually ran the police off, told them leave, don't well, come back without a warrant. Well, that's the way to do it. I mean, that <laughs> yeah. is the way to to address it. But still, that they even have yeah. the timidity to to walk in and say you can't worship. <laughs> of course, they don't have a First Amendment to the Constitution. Uh, well, <laughs> it's true, and it, it has some do it. Although we've got a First Amendment, ask. Uh, uh, MacArthur out in California, uh-huh. how that's going for him? Hmm. He's having all kinds of problems out They're there. They're working around it. Yeah, he's he's getting involved in politics. But here's the thing: you shouldn't you. have to work around it. <laughs> Just leave the church alone. But once again, uh, you don't want to go. Don't go. Don't go. But again, well, you know, he, he was he was one of those that you know he wasn't going to get involved with politics, and politics got involved with him. Yeah, that's what Rockefeller already always yeah. said. I didn't start giving money to politicians until my, you know, the, the people who are getting money, money, politicians <laughs> taking money and causing me problems in my business. 
then I had to get involved. You're going to get involved one way That's or right. the other. Yeah, politicians will or, or politics will get politics. involved. Politics. I did want to talk about one thing because I'm I'm tired of it, and that is I don't know if you guys have gotten this or not, but everybody has been sending this to me, and it's from uh, supposedly from the <laughs> vice president saying that Veterans Affairs coddles uh, veterans, creating a dependency upon the VA, which doesn't do soldiers any good. That we need to cut them off. And in the next four years, we're going to shutter the VA, taking away soldier welfare, doing this in favor of illegal immigrants. Have you guys seen this? No. Yeah, it's out there. And it's false. It's it's from a sati- I would think so. it was a satirical website. Yeah, okay. All right, well, they did it. Took it and now everybody's <laughs> posting it. Stop it! Stop it! Oh, Just because oh. it's on the internet net doesn't says it's true. Just stop it! Don't be like the other side. Yeah, this wow. really bothers me. I mean, seriously, it it's, bothers me. It came from bustatroll dot org. Uh, so it's a it's a. Basically, somebody got snookered into believing a tabloid. Well, it's it's just crazy <laughs> stuff. People, somebody yeah. posts something, and everybody goes, "Oh, it must there be it. true." Yeah. No, it doesn't. <laughs> there's a lot of people coddled by the government, and there's a lot of people that are being, you know, uh, yeah. Let's deal with the truth. But the the truth is, it's not the veterans. The veterans well, served our country and did their time. But here's the key: we need to take care of the them. vice president. Never said this. Look, I don't like the vice president. Right. I don't like the president. But I'm not going to lie about it. Absolutely not. I'm not going to bear false witness right. against them. Yep. You that, know, that's how, what you how long, continue. if that came, if vice president or president said something like that, how long would they be president yeah. or vice president? Uh, it would be well, such an uproar. Well, well, they say stuff that's, that's, that's well, plenty, plenty bad or, well, and I mean, worse. If you listen to that, that is so blatant. It's just so... Well, you want me to read it to you? you I don't want, know if you I can stomach it a second time. You want to hear but. this thing? I mean, I'm, I'm just telling well, I mean, you. And there's plenty, there's plenty of terrible things to say about the vice president and the president that are true. Yeah, that's the key. Yeah. I mean, so, why, so, why make up stuff? Okay, yeah. this won't take but a moment. And again, this is false. If you've gotten it, don't pass it on, all right? A comment from uh, Harris regarding VA facilities. The United States government cannot continue to pay for the every need of what has become a special class of citizens. Veterans are equal to us, not better than. Veterans Affairs coddles them. It creates a dependency upon us, which is not doing these former soldiers any good. They need to learn to live on their own two feet and be responsible adults. The easiest way to assist them on this journey is to cut them off. Within these next four years, we will be shuttering the VA, taking away soldier welfare. The money saved will go to better use in assisting refugee families. These poor folks seek asylum with us and need a boost, and it is our responsibility as a nation to provide it. So here's a message to the soldier boys. Get a job. (laughs) (laughs) Again. That's that's BS. Not, yeah, that's yeah. BS. Yeah, it's pure BS, and don't post it anymore. Yeah, you know the thing about that. If you listen to that, you could take any group and just substitute, you know, that group name for VA name, and uh, it would work. Yeah, 
It just makes me mad. Look, as much as we fought against the left and all of the crap they said about Trump, do not lower yourself to do the exact same Same thing. thing. No, absolutely not. That for you who are Christians, that's bearing false witness. Yes. Which makes the top 10 list. (laughs) It does. (laughs) Stop. Don't Uh, do that. All right. Anyway, now how ridiculous does that look there? <laughs> yeah, that looking was, at the guy on Texas Rangers. Real, but here he is <laughs> wearing a mask. mask there's nobody Fox, in the stadium, and they're going to open the the stadium up to full capacity. I was like, I watching? Hey, I know what I was watching. I was watching the Razorbacks play Auburn on Saturday. They came from behind, one six to five, and uh, that place was rocking a bomb, and it was pretty packed. There was. Not a lot of whole whole lot of social distancing going on. Well, I can't figure out people driving down the road in their car with their mask on by themselves. I scratch my head on or that. walking. They don't want to. Uh, they don't want to infect themselves. <laughs> <laughs> you, they don't want to catch what they've got. That's it. They got it. They don't want to infect themselves. Can I say? Oh, I just. I. It was so much fun. I, I'm going to everybody that I oh. met at church on Sunday. We're saying. Doesn't it feel good that we don't have now, a mask coming in? What about, what about the hugs, hugs and handshakes? Uh, lots of hugs. Now, when men hug, men don't come up to each other and, for the most part, throw their arms around each other yeah, face-to-face yeah. and hug each other. We do bro hugs. Yeah, right? we, do we go up and bump, our, bump half yeah, of our chest. Yeah. You know, we do that. <laughs> and so Anyway, that was going on, and a whole lot of handshaking was going on. Very good. So it's, it's good. And... Uh, it just felt good. Did not Resurrection Sunday feel good? We were resurrected. Yeah, it made me feel good. Service was resurrected. Yes, it was great. It was wonderful. <laughs> and uh, James gave a great, great sermon on uh, uh, Sunday because he preached on hope. And that's what Resurrection Sunday is Absolutely. all about, is about the hope. The hope. You know, I want people to think about this. All the all the people that are out there that send me letters about how I like the zombie Jesus and all that other stuff and make make fun of it. Let me let, let let's talk about what you believe. All right, you believe there is this planet floating around in space, and it just so happened to have the exact chemicals <laughs> and the and exact. Uh, necessity to start life and it started with one cell and then by some miracle life started yeah and well it was a lightning strike <laughs> on a puddle of uh sewage or something but anyway who made this soup yeah but anyway we got this one one cell one cell and it started uh you know dividing and multiplying and it became a fish and the fish decided it didn't want to stay in the water that it wanted to be on the land, so it developed lungs and <laughs> crawled out of that primordial soup and got up on the got up on the and just take it from there. Yeah. Don't tell me I believe fairy tales. That's the biggest fairy tale I've ever heard. Was it one fish or two? I don't know. Because otherwise, no, they one... were asexual. Oh, <laughs> they that... could they could produce on their own. That couldn't have been oh. any fun. Well, I agree with that. <laughs> Your uncle Ralph was a squirrel. Yeah. Oh, he was. Just saying. I knew something was going There's on with squirrels out there. Anybody sure. who gives you a thing about how can you believe that it's so ridiculous, just take them through the I, beginnings. 
that how they do, believe. How do we as Christians let that be taught in every school I system agree with you. without teaching an alternative theory of creation along beside it? I mean, how do we do that? Atheists. Yep. I mean, well, we'll give it to the atheists. Why do we give our school systems That's to the atheists? That's a question. Why do we do it? It's a question. I mean, I mean, are we going to do something about it, or, or are we not going to do something about what, it? Where's that, where's that bill going? Didn't they, didn't they somebody write that bill up? Uh, yep. Was it? Well, I know you, that we was a resolution got a, you had We got a resolution uh, last through, year, through the, the Republican before, committee, but we didn't get anybody didn't get Take a bill written for it yeah. for this well, then we got to find out about so we need to get somebody to write a bill maybe we get somebody warnock. Out there write we'll a get bill. senator warnock to, to write it up did you hear what he said over the weekend i'll talk about it when we okay. we come back everybody knows who warnock is right from georgia, <laughs> from georgia. all right uh once you remember what's going on with folks at applied research center they now have their arc walk-in clinic offering covid19 rapid testing and treatment uh, it includes rapid tests and medical evaluation. Uh, they can't give uh, shots yet. They're working on that. They're waiting for the government. Of all the things, the government won't let clinics give shots. I don't get that. But uh, that's what they they won't let them do it. Uh, treatment and follow-up visits are included if the test is positive. All you have to do, call 501-954-7822 to schedule an appointment. That's for rapid COVID-19 testing at ARC Walk-In Clinic over on Rodney Perham Road, just down from uh, the Burger King and party time. I got to tell you, there's just so much to talk about today. There really is so much to talk about. Let's talk about our one of our newest senators uh, in Washington, D.C., Raphael Warnock from Georgia. This is a man who one time filled the pulpit at Ebenezer Baptist Church, the former church of the great Dr. Martin Luther King, who he's got, I'm with you, uh, Iverson and I were talking about this, I said he's rolling in his grave, and he said, no, he got up and started walking again <laughs> yeah, Dr. King. after he heard this. Yeah, hearing, yeah. Yeah, he tweeted out yesterday, quote, the meaning of Easter is more transcendent or more important mm-hmm. Then the resurrection of Jesus Christ. First of all, what is the meaning of Easter if it's not the resurrection of Jesus Christ? That's what everybody showed up to church to celebrate. Anyway, uh, he went on and said, whether you are a Christian or not, through a commitment to helping others, we are able to save ourselves. Save ourselves. Save ourselves. He's now, he, by the way, he deleted the tweet because of the pushback i bet everybody was calling him what he is a heretic well you know what i'm I'm going to give him a little credit for just the way he phrased the first part of that saying the meaning of easter is more about and the resurrection i i don't use the term really easter i use the term resurrection that's exactly what i use because easter is so steeped in paganism yes yes so that part I'll, i'll i'll give him that part but to say it's more important, if you are a Christian, all of Christianity, all of Christianity hinges on the resurrection of Jesus Christ. First Corinthians 15, if Christ be not raised, then is our faith in vain. Ephesians, so that's it. Ephesians 2, 8 through 10. Let's, 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 for by grace you have been saved through faith. 
And this is not your own doing. Mm-hmm. It is the gift of God, not a result of works, so that no man can boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. So where's the saving of ourselves? There is no saving there of ourselves. No saving That's of what's ourselves. so important about you what Jesus Christ save did. Yourself. He prayed. A, he paid a price that we could not pay ourselves. You know, I, I went through that little phase uh, early in my 20s where I tried to save myself. You know, and guess what? It didn't work. <laughs> it didn't work. Now you just got to think about the seminary he went to, Union well, Theological Seminary. The cemetery is, he went to? Yeah, which is one of the most liberal seminaries. Bonhoeffer, I think most people, if I say Dietrich Bonhoeffer, mm-hmm. they know who I'm talking about, yep. who sacrificed his life in a concentration camp in Germany to stand against Adolf Hitler uh, with his Christian faith. Um, he left Union Theological mm-hmm. Seminary because it was so liberal. That was back then. Back then. Back then wow. 1939. Goodness. Wow. That wow. tells you a lot. That's their history. Wow. That's their history. So this 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 uh, uh, Senator Warnock is a guy that a lot of people who call themselves Christians voted for. Yes, he, yes and, they did. And, and we have the same thing that's going on across the country where people I want to know how he ever filled the pulpit at Ebenezer Baptist Church uh, credentials probably yeah oh he had all the right yeah. letters behind yeah. his name you have the letters you maybe it's style well, and there's and it seems like there's there's some churches out there that are some, kind of so far out there you can just almost be an atheist and fill the pulpit well that's not Ebenezer Baptist well, Church I'm just, I'm just saying, saying. I, I'm I'm just stunned that the church well, of Dr. Well, Martin Luther King would allow a man like that to even go into the pulpit. You think about a lot of organizations, Dave, you think about organizations, whether it be churches or and they've not. they've changed. Are living on their their history. Yes. And not on what they currently well, do. Don't deny that. You, yeah. you have to have a source of authority for what right and wrong is. Yeah. And God's word, the New Testament, is that. Is that. And I'd like for you to study God's word and find the authority of all these uh, organizations to start with yeah some people there's too many boards yeah and there's too many unauthorized decision making going on right there's an authorization in the bible Mm -hmm. it's called the church yeah he established it and so what you have so what's all this other stuff well what you have going on today is the social justice movement where that is in many or many churches and church organizations is trumping uh what the bible says it's more important to be socially conscience than it is to be biblically relevant well, and that's what you have and, going and, on today and they're they're keeping up with the the various different social fads that go that are going on to, to the point where some churches embrace homosexuality and abortion a, I mean, a lot and a whole lot more and a whole lot a whole lot more as i said I, the minister was saying just this past week i was with a minister and, and and he said that uh the whole george floor thing which we all know was, was a horrible thing but he said that's that's more that's a bigger issue than killing a baby ask him okay so if that's the case then how come in new york city uh more abortions are performed upon black people than live births than black people yep black women Yes. Yeah, the voting would be a lot different right now if if there wasn't it for abortion when it wouldn't the voting. It would be. Well, it, it, it would I, be. I, I think. I don't know if sad. that's the case or not. I mean, sure, there'd be more people, but maybe they believe just like a lot of people do now. They don't even think about. Well, I'm lucky to be alive. My mom chose life. Yeah, chose life. Yeah, I, don't know. I, I think it may be one of those things. You know, back two, three hundred years ago, 
one of the reasons why they would go and kidnap black people from Africa is they didn't believe black people were humans, not fully human. They and, tried to just and so I think that's they, that's kind of the same issue that's going on with abortion is they've there's people. It's saying, the exact same uh, issue. Uh, this I mean, it's no different. It's the same group of people <laughs> that are still doing and, it. Too. And that's, but but the, the point is that that so we've got people that are basically de- denying the humanity of unborn children. Yeah. And it's the thing is, if you don't accept the fact that they're human, then why would you do anything to protect? Yeah, their, you, you dehumanize their someone. Uh, no, no different than someone committing some type of heinous crime. You know, you know, against a uh, let's say male, female, they have them, they torture them, mm-hmm. or something along that line. In in your mind, you have to say they're not a human. Therefore, I can do these type things uh, to them. And so, yeah, to dehumanize, sure. but it, to codify it in your law is a whole different level <laughs> as, and, as and, what we did and, here. And we've done that. And actually, we didn't even codify it into our laws. The courts did it. Yeah. And the courts literally took it, took yeah. over. Took over. And, and, and decided, you so know So it became the it, law it, of the land. It's, it's not, you're not allowed to protect unborn children from being killed mm-hmm. by their parents or by some lab coat assassin. Right. So all the Christians that voted against Donald Trump and voted for Biden just about removed any hope of overturning that in the future. And that's more important if he wasn't nice to somebody or didn't act politically well, correct. You know, if we just erase Donald Trump and and, uh, and Joe Biden, and let's just go back and say from 1973 forward. Hold your mic. Hold your yeah, thought. Yeah. Hold your thought because we're out of time. we got to go to the news. Let's get to news then. We'll bring you up to date what's going on out there. They're going to talk about a story we're going to talk about when we come back too, and that's Major League Baseball. Hey, St. Clarity Residential Cleaning. I know Easter's passed, but now you got to clean up your house after your whole family was there. <laughs> I know I have to clean up mine. Man, it was like a whirlwind came through. I had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven grandkids at my house uh, yesterday. And not only was it a whirlwind, but it was a loud whirlwind going on at my home. Uh, you can get a hold of St. Clarity uh, Residential Cleaning, and they'll deep clean your home, get it back to where you want it to be, and you, we can save your money doing it. You just call 404-6560 after 9 o'clock and talk to Chuck and buy yourself a $300 gift certificate for only 150 bucks. Get your home cleaned up to 200, uh, 200, 2,550 square feet, and uh, they'll do a great job for you. You're going to love these people. Uh, the, the, the majority of people who buy these certificates end up signing up with St. Clarity Residential Cleaning on a biweekly basis to come out and clean their homes. That's how good they are. It's been fantastic. They've done their job. We've done our job. You save money, uh, both sides of us. We do we do good good work for you. So think about that. St. Clarity Residential uh, Cleaning four zero four sixty five sixty. Get a half price uh, certificate uh, that saves you one hundred and fifty bucks. That's a good deal. All right, go ahead. I was letting you speak there, Iverson. I cut you off. Yeah. We were we were uh, speaking uh, about the whole abortion issue. You mentioned the Christians voting for Biden over Trump, and that's actually goes back. You know, you go back to uh, the um, uh, Roe v. Wade when that was passed. Moving forward, you know, and you think uh, uh, why would a Christian vote for anyone that believes in abortion? And that's the problem overall, not just you know two guys in this era, uh, the Biden and the Trump. 
But going forward, why would Christians be out? Because they don't believe the scripture that we're made in the image of God. And, and before we were formed in our mother's womb, you know, God already knew us. Before. So, before. Before. So for a Christian to vote for someone who, who supports abortion, uh, it just that's a real problem. So, so I, I, I think it's kind of at least partly a problem with that uh, you know, ministers in the pulpit will purposefully avoid some of these political moral issues and I was, I was talking to my mother just a while back. Can I, can I just stop you? I'll let you pick it up yeah, again. Yeah. Uh, it, it is not uh, a problem issue for the church. You don't have any problem teaching about doubt shalt not kill. Shouldn't. <laughs> I don't hear any pastor backing away from thou shalt not kill. What do you think abortion is? Right. And right. bottom line. Right. And, and more specifically, because what you what you get with thou shalt not kill, you get the people that are against the death penalty who'll jump in and say, it says thou shalt not kill. Yeah. So you phrase it in this term here, the shedding murder. of innocent blood. Yeah. The sure. shedding of innocent sure. blood. And that's what that's talking about. Because sure. the word there, thou shalt not kill, the word there is it's, actually it's, murder. It's yes, not, yeah. it's, it's you know, not a, thou shalt not, not murder. murder. What is, what's, what's abortion? Abortion a, is murder. It is murder. It's killing blood. the it's most innocent. Murder, and it's killing the the most innocent among sure. us. And to say that again, the, as bad as the whole George Floyd thing was, with that, that's worse than an abortion. Uh-uh. Um, or something. Well, for, it's something. that coming from pastors, it, that's really bad. Well, and so, what and, happened to Mister Floyd? So, so really kind of where I was going with that is that. So I was talking to my mother just a while back, and back. I think she was telling me that she hadn't actually come to a conclusion about whether or not abortion was wrong until after her and my father were married. It's like they hadn't studied it. It's just one of those things that, you know, they've gone to church like all their lives, but they had not. And I don't know what my father believed back then. And I, don't, I can't ask him now. He's dead. But maybe she maybe my mother would know. But but she hadn't come to a conclusion on it till after they were married. And um, and so it was. And, and so she's like, they didn't have that that idea developed. And it's just kind of. Um, maybe maybe a little surprising that so many of these people they don't have their their moral compass has got holes in it. Yeah, and and I think that's that's the moral compass yeah, or, and and their uh, their theology. I'll be honest, has some with serious you. holes in it. I don't think you have if you're a Christian, you shouldn't have to sit down in church for somebody to tell you to kill an unborn children or child is wrong. You would you wouldn't think. We should go back to, unless they have cracked your Bible at all. Yeah, go back to a point that R.D. made earlier. I think you, you made the point. If you you know you dehumanize the unborn child and you yeah, say they're not the fetus, yeah, yeah the fetus, which means baby, <laughs> a clump, a, a clump of, of cells, yeah, a clump of clump that has of fingers and toes and exactly. eyes and a brain and a heart that's well, beating. And, 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 I, and I think sometimes you you can you can so called educate people in in their moral ideology and just leave things out mm-hmm. and, and that alone i think can can um you clutter up their mind with other ideas and they just don't develop these moral principles and and so like with my mother i mean she wasn't just a moral reprobate or anything but it just hadn't hadn't crossed been, her mind it hadn't been an issue i mean she so she was my mother was a um a nurse practitioner i think and so she she knew about these things she had she knew about life she knew about how where babies come from and and it just hadn't, and she knew about abortions. I mean, she she was she was in the you medical field. What's funny field. about that is that there's a lot of of nurses that have worked in abortion clinics that said, "I didn't realize what it really was until I had to start counting the arms and the legs yeah. of the 
of the unborn child that was destroyed. Mm-hmm. They could they could intellectually kind of tell you what was going on, but then they they no, get not it. even intellectually. They just listened to professors that told them what they want them to think. Well, the thing about it is that they dehumanized little children that they're the most innocent, mm-hmm. but they'll be dehumanizing us next for not approving of everything the they want to do and the infirmed. That's exactly right. So right. Uh, uh, we're next. All right, Willie has a comment. What's up, Willie? Uh, you know what I think, Dave? What? I think Margaret Sanger deserves the Devil's Achievement Award. Well, she's been given that. You don't hear the Democrats talking about her as much as they used to now. You know, they, I think that they changed the Margaret Sanger Award to a different name now, in fact. They've, they've changed the, the, you know, what they say about her. That woman was evil. She was evil. Just telling you. Not only black people, but Irish people, yeah. Catholic people. She wanted to kill them all. If you were in the ghetto, she wanted to light them on fire and shoot them all. Yep. She was very clear about that. She inspired Adolf Hitler. Yes, she did. <laughs> Literally. Oh. Yeah, eugenics. That's an achievement. Yeah, she no. did. She, she was. She's an evil, evil person. And, and let's just go ahead and say it. She was. She was. She was up until just recently the darling of the Democrat Party of the so, left. Yeah, so, absolutely. Of the left. So yeah, the I think you're right party. about that. They they have cut her off from being the wards, but apparently, so Margaret Sanger Award was an honor awarded annually by the Planned Parenthood sure Federation of America. Hillary Clinton got it from 1966 to 2015. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Wow. See, 2015. There was so much pushback going on mm-hmm. about her that people started actually reading what she said. Yeah. I mean, she was against marriage, absolutely mm-hmm. against marriage. You know, and the woman, uh, she wasn't a dummy, okay? You think about how she really got abortion into the black communities was through the black church. Yes, she did. And wow. she would have a contest. They would have a contest in which pastor could preach the best uh, message. Let that one, you know, say about abortion. Uh, about well, not abortion. You can't use that word yeah. abortion about you know women's uh, health type yeah. women's things. Health. Notice yeah. they don't say they throw abortion now into women's reproductive, reproductive health. Health. That's what they they say. Mm-hmm. They say they mastered the rhetoric. Yeah, well, that's yeah. semantics. Right. They've mm-hmm. always semantics. been good at it. Yep. Kind of like Arkansas works. They've always, <laughs> they've always been, they've always been good at that. Yeah, they have definitely always been uh, good at that. Hey, Pat uh, Davis wants you to know he wants to tell you what he's good at. You know what he's good at? He's good at getting you a great price on health insurance. That's what he's good at, and it's not the typical health insurance that you have. It's health insurance that. Sometimes you get checks back from the doctor and urgent care and even the hospital. I'll be honest with you. I've never gotten a check back from a a hospital. Never. They've uh, operated on me several times and whatever. They didn't send me a check back. But with Pat Davis, he's he's had it happen himself. He had a problem with uh, uh, deep thrombosis, with uh, having blood clots, thought he was going to die. Was in the hospital two weeks, got out of the, the hospital, and I forget, he said $3,000 got back from the hospital. That's a pretty good deal, if you ask me. That's a real good deal. Should be enough to spur you to give him a call. Call up and find out what he knows that evidently we don't know. Call him at 501 605 
<coughs> excuse me, 6935, or go to visit him on the internet at yourhealthplanman.com. That's 501-605-6935, yourhealthplanman.com. Save yourself 30 50% on health insurance, and especially if you're self-employed, you should talk to Pat Davis. I was sitting here talking to uh, Iverson, and uh, you don't like real hot weather? Yeah, I like hot weather, but I don't like it when it's oppressive. Oh, I like when the yeah, heat is oppressive. I'll take it. I'll take it any way I can get yeah, it. You're from, yeah, you're from up north where the Yeah, where I'm still thawing a, out. A, war, a warm day is 85 degrees. <laughs> I grew, I grew up outside day. of Chicago. I'm still thawing out. Uh, well, right, I was just, I'm just I telling was, you. <laughs> I was in Chicago last week for three days. I got was a it thurs, cold? Thursday morning. It was cold. It was windy. And it snowed yeah. Thursday morning just before we pulled out. Which, just la- last Thursday, right? Yeah, yeah just, just last be- Thursday. Just before the... The first pitch of the Cubs game. <laughs> yes, that's right. Regular Field. That was something they had. It they had that on the news. Of 32 course, thirty-two degrees at Regular Field yeah. with a stiff twelve-mile-an-hour breeze coming, coming in right off, off the, the lake. water. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, when you go, you could do a little dumb and dumber when you go see baseball at that time of year. You know, the snot freezes to your face. <laughs> that's why everybody plays hockey in Chicago. Yeah, so we have too. a warm place to go. Yeah, we uh, like the Blackhawks. We like yeah. the Blackhawks. We want to see them on the ice, not on the diamond. That's <laughs> yeah. Anyway, it was well, a good weekend for the Cubbies. If you're a native there, you've been there a while. Uh, this it was spring weather, you know. And then I said to the folks there, I said, "Hey, man, if we were in Arkansas, everybody have on a top coat." But uh, they just had on, you know, jackets, long sleeve shirt here and there, but nobody had on a when big I was. Coat. I got to tell you, when I lived up for a year up in uh, Grand Forks, North Dakota, Ooh. it was cold. I thought I Is that when cold. you were in Air Force. Yeah. No. 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 It's, I I went up in and uh, program directed a couple oh. of radio stations up there. And it was so weird because I always thought I knew cold weather because I grew up there right at the Windy City, right? Not that cold. You, you got another 30 or 40 wind, degrees lower? Wind chill of 64 below zero. <laughs> Literally, I did that experiment where you throw coffee up and it, it freezes, freezes in the air. Yeah. It, 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 does. it does do that. <laughs> yeah. And my car had a heater core in it. A special court to keep the the water from freezing in the block and stuff. Uh, That was cold weather. I mean, really cold. uh, You got 32 degrees there. uh People were outside on their driveways in short sleeves and shorts washing their cars. (laughs) Washing their cars. And I'm looking out going, what is wrong with these people? (laughs) Uh, And, you know, they're thinking, what's wrong with him? Man, we're having nice weather. You know, there's a problem when you're... When you're washing your car and the the uh, water is smoking because it's hotter than the air. Than the air. Yeah. <laughs> wow. It was wild. Man. Uh, yeah, I, I didn't, I've not complained about the cold since then. I mean, I, it gets chilly here in Arkansas yeah. in the wintertime. It doesn't get cold. I'm just telling you, it does not get cold. Give me Arkansas. Yeah, yeah but I like Arkansas. I <laughs> love me them. Arkansas. I mean, I've been man. living here 21 years. I like uh, it here. I had Arkansas. a meeting in Minneapolis, and whenever we were going to the meeting and we passed the lake and everybody's out driving on the lake, I thought, no, this is too cold. Yeah. Driving. <laughs> yeah, the they lake. were driving their cars on the lakes, out there ice fishing and stuff. Oh, so yeah. Huts out on the lakes and people had I did their cars pulled up to their to their hut while they were ice fishing. Did you ever Man, get out and do any cold. of that? Uh-huh, uh-huh. It's fun. They make those. You go in those. You go in those huts. 
and they got a little heater in there. It's yeah. nice. And they got like <laughs> lounge chairs and all, and they're sitting there around the, sitting around a hole with a you know with a, a hook. I, I, yeah. I, you know, I, I, I like just watching it on TV. <laughs> <laughs> That's my thing. When it was watch cold. Ice pretty good. It Grumpy was, old was, men covered that. Oh pretty yeah, good. that was a good movie. I love that movie. <laughs> good stuff. Good really guy. good stuff. But I, I just got to tell you, there's cold. And then there's real, real cold. cold. Yeah, I'm just telling you, it's real cold. I always liked all the people that I met from the Air Force that told me the story that they would say uh, at uh, the Air Force Base, Grand Forks Air Force Base, or Minot Air Force Base even more so, go ahead, take off, run. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. We'll open the window up two days from now and look out and see out, see there, out there. And we'll go, <laughs> we'll go get you because it's, it's so flat. Yeah. One of those uh, prisons where you don't have walls. Yeah, or you don't gates. need walls. You don't <laughs> need it, man. You're gonna you're gonna be out in the cold, and it's cold. You don't want to be out there walking. You're gonna look like a seal to a polar bear. <laughs> yeah. I had a lot of fun though up in Grand Forks. You got to admit they had people would. You know how they make the the cardboard boats here up in Careers Ferry okay, yeah. and, and yeah. do it. They made. Uh, boats that they had to slide down this hill on oh. in snow. and in the snow yeah. and stuff and try to keep their boats to get their sled, sled. together so it was hilarious sled races yeah and it was oh, hilarious yeah. oh. it was just a lot of fun to watch now, you, now we do that here in arkansas we do that on pine needles oh. yeah, yeah. Well, pine like needles that. with cardboard box when sure. we were kids Pine needles. Actually, you go to the Clinton Library, you can see folks coming down the hill. Uh-huh. Yeah, they, they ride them over there. Wow. We yep, need yep. we need a bobsled run somewhere in the state. Make <laughs> some fake snow, throw it up there if you have to, and go ride a bobsled. Get That's about fifty idea, mile baby. an hour. That's fifty miles an hour. We used to the highway department there in uh, Mountain View had a place where they would dump dirt off the side of the hill where they reclaiming more hills. Yeah. So it's like they just back up the hill and. Dump, dump the dirt so it was almost straight down. We'd have a 50-model Chevrolet pickup hood that turned up <laughs> in the front upside down. you get to going so fast you couldn't hold on to it, and you'd roll off of it oh, no. halfway down. So, so this, this past snow. <laughs> It'd be fun. This past yeah. snow, my, my brother and I set up a... Um, it was an old Dodge Ram pickup hood that we pulled behind a tractor. Oh, yeah, And yeah, so yeah, um, yeah. we had some fun with that. Was that yeah. you on that hood that I saw? It might have been. I was thinking, man, that's that guy's a little old to be playing with those little kids like that. <laughs> did you guys do that? We, we did. Did you do car surfing where you stand on the hood of a car and surf on the hood of the car mm-hmm. while the the guy somebody was driving the car? No, no, we did. <laughs> we did not. Yeah, we did that. <laughs> we didn't that do drugs. Yeah, I wasn't yeah, doing drugs. Yeah. I was. I guess if you, if adrenaline is a drug, yeah, I was yeah, doing yeah. adrenaline. You know, that's what one, I was doing. Once again, this is why I say I believe in miracles because every time a male makes it past twenty five, <laughs> yeah, survives. Yeah. You know, makes it to the age twenty five. That's a miracle. You better yeah, believe I, it. I survived past tw- past twenty five, but then I had this um, little holding my breath incident. Oh yeah, <laughs> trying to hold his breath under the water. Yeah. Then he tried to breathe. Did you not hear about that? No, it didn't so, work. So, well, breathing so, underwater. Yeah, well, breathing well, underwater was, doesn't work. Does where, it? Well, I I passed out underwater. Yeah, it was a bad deal. Yeah. He was trying to evolve and it didn't pass. <laughs> yeah, I, <know. laughs> I, I nearly got the Dar- Darwin Awards over it. Yeah, almost. You're uh, a runner up. You did a good job on that. You uh, you did you got about as close as you can to to checking out. All right, so. We're going to start talking about a subject, and we'll pick it up on the other side of the news again. Major League Baseball this weekend, and I'm, I'm going to write a letter to the commissioner 
because I really want to watch Major League Baseball again this season. In fact, on uh, Sunday, I sat back. I got MLB.com, and I can throw it up on my TV in, in my bedroom. And I was sitting and watching the Cubs take on uh, Pittsburgh and had a good game, and they won, and was watching the ball game. And I was reading this story, and I'm going, dude, do you understand? You know, you're going to turn people off from, from watching Major League Baseball again. I mean, I had problems, and and, and they got away from the Black Lives Matter stuff and the shirts and putting it on the field and all that to get away from all that. And I thought, they learned their lesson. Nope. 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 Now they're, now they're going to pull the All-Star game and I think the draft uh, from Atlanta, Georgia, because of the new uh, voting law that they passed in Georgia, which is so controversial because you have to show a picture ID to be able to vote. Now, let me explain something to you about Major League Baseball. If you go to the winter meetings, you better be credentialed. You better show your picture to the guards that are keeping you out. Because you can't get in unless you have a picture ID. The hypocrisy working there. Yeah, well, it's like Biden. Biden sitting here and telling how terrible it is and they're, they're... you know, it's Jim Crow 2.0, and this is the same president that wants to go over and play patty cake with the Chinese that are killing people. Yeah, same president that said he didn't want his children going to school in a racial well, jungle. Well, the, yeah. the day before the Major oh, the League racial, Baseball. By the way, the racial jungle was Boston. Mm-hmm. All right, go ahead. But, uh, yeah, the day before Major League Baseball came out that they were that they were pulling from Atlanta – yeah. They, uh, they cut a deal with China to expand their uh, their outreach in China and cut a big deal to go. broadcast China all yeah, over who, China. What do we care? They're they're killing their people over there. They're not, right. you know, that's the way they look at it. Yeah, they got a couple of billion, so they can kill Hypocrites. a few million. You know, what's a few million to a couple of billion? Oh, by the way, China's not going to show the Academy Awards this year because they're afraid a Chinese director may win the Academy Award and might say something bad about them. So they're not carrying the Academy Awards this year. Mm-hmm. All right, we got more to talk about when we come back. I want to hear what you think about MLB, about Major League Baseball, pulling the All-Star game from Atlanta. 8230965. We'll open the phone lines for you. 8230965 here on the Dave Ellswick Show.
All right, back with you. Let's talk about Major League Baseball. Like I said, I don't know if you can find a bigger baseball fan than me. I mean, I played baseball from from the time that I can remember uh, my father and I having times together. It involved a mitt, a ball, and a bat, okay? I mean, that was just a big thing uh, in my family and between my father and I. And I have loved baseball since I can remember. I know that my first ball game that I went to was a was a Cubs game. I don't know who they were playing, but that I was uh, out there in uh, Wrigley Field out in the bleachers with my father watching the game. And some of our uh, best times that we spent together was at the ball field watching baseball. And I played baseball uh, for years and years and years. I played it until I was a sophomore in college. So uh, I, I love the game. I really do. I, I watch it religiously because I understand the game. I know what the managers are trying to do when they move people to certain positions and and what when they got two men on on second and third, and that's the go-ahead and the winning run, and you load up the bases and you got one out. Well, why would you do that? Well, it's hoping for a double play. Get a ground ball, get a double play, you're out of the inning. I mean, I understand all of that. But they really have caused me a lot of heartburn with this thing about Georgia. I mean, a lot of heartburn. And I'm going to have to decide whether I'm going to watch Major League Baseball this year again. And I don't want, you know, I shouldn't be put in that position. I watch baseball because it's a sport. These guys are wanting to get into politics. Stay out of the politics. It's not why I watch baseball. It's right. American game. I'll pick it up again here in just a second because Trent Garner is with us. Senator is with us. Hey, Senator, how you doing? Hey, Dave. How y'all doing this morning? We're doing good. Paul brought up some uh, information for us, and uh, we want you to talk about it. Right. So so this is, this is Paul Calvert here, obviously. Um, so you have a bill to to deal with mask mandates although the governor's already ended them does yours go any further than that or does it just make it permanent it does two different things um we're going to amend it on the other end to make sure it just deals with uh government dictates such as the governor or executive orders or department of health but a thing we're going to change as well is we're going to take away just a restriction for COVID 19 and have any future mask mandates cannot come from executive order uh Recently, I've kind of learned some new information about the effectiveness of mask mandate, especially when we look at other states around us who never put a mask mandate in place and what their numbers look like compared to ours. Uh, honestly, I just think it's something that we as a state should not do moving forward. And if we just do decide to do it, it's something that the legislators should be called in to actually make it a law about. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the big issues with the executive order is that it caused mass confusion. People didn't really know what it meant. Um, I would argue that it's basically unenforceable, and that's why you saw police chiefs and some uh, fire or police departments write that they weren't going to enforce it. <laughs> so if we're going to have a mass mandate in Arkansas moving forward, either for COVID-19 or for any other kind of uh, virus or pandemic, I think something the legislator needs to step in, write a law, and have it in the force of law rather than this executive order or government fiat. Right, right. I I, I, I agree with that. And it's it's one of those things that the, the I'm sorry, the governor never had that kind of authority under the Arkansas Constitution as I as I read it. What is it how would it apply to um, cities and counties and can can they still Im- impose mask mandates outside of this or does this not have any effect on that? 
does have any effect in it. I actually checked with our staff after, you know, after the governor was sending the executive order for the mass mandate and CD starts, you know, kind of filling that void. I checked and it would actually be a, a different code section. So I had to write as a new law. Okay. I'm not opposed to doing that. Uh, but this that this bill was is just separate State. from what okay. we have to do to kind of put that in force. And then obviously, if we try to do that, the opposition would change dramatically in the legislature right. uh, because of municipal league and things like that. Take, take one bite at a time. Hey, if you if if you decide to run that bill, let me know. I don't mind helping you with it. Absolutely, yeah, I'm gonna <laughs> run it. I got through the Senate, and then uh, we'll see on how it does on the other side once those amendments hit. And then, like I said, I know there's a couple of different ideas on how to kind of address the mass mandate. But Paul, I think you hit it on the head. You know, if you look at a lot of the restrictions, I didn't agree with a lot of them, but I could understand them. You know. You know, shut down a restaurant, you have to get a business license six feet apart. Okay, I get a lot of that, even though I might not disagree with it. Talking about the mask mandate, though, as being like an individual right, where the government is forcing me to put something over my face. Muzzle you. It, 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 or, yeah, it feels more individual. It feels like something that is it, separate from the other ones and something that if we're going to do it as a state, the legislators should come together, write a law, and let the people know who their elected representatives how that's going to work. And I, 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 I'm, I'm kind of adamantly against mask mandates or masks uh, uh, being forced by government in any kind of way moving forward. But if we're going to do it, at least let the legislator have a say in it. So I think I think I saw one other bill that's kind of related to this is the um, the vaccine passport thing. Is that that's that's something else that you had some legislation on? Is that that's yep. kind of related here? It is. I, I just, it's just in America, the fact that you would have to go show some kind of special paperwork to do basic activities, Papers, go to please. a restaurant, go to watch a concert. Uh, it, it just seems draconian. It seems overbearing. It seems something that we shouldn't be doing in America. So the Biden administration has started to push this. Now, they're saying that well, we're actually just going to work with private businesses. I don't believe it. I, Color me shocked. I don't trust the Biden administration <laughs> to do the right thing when it comes to that kind of stuff. But I think we've seen an unprecedented amount of regulations and, and power come through the federal government because of COVID-19. Mm-hmm. And moving forward, we shouldn't have a vaccine passport, which will turn into a vaccine app, which will turn into a health app, and more and more. I just We do not need to open that door. It is a dangerous precedent. And I filed a bill to stop it in Arkansas, and I hope that gets through. You mean, Senator, you didn't show your I got my uh, my flu shot passport? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, yeah, Gov- I mean, Governor DeSantis has already spoke out loud and clear about this in, in Florida. I hope that uh, we can get your legislation through and then our governor will speak out loud and clear about it as well. Uh, I hope so. I know Governor DeSantis did a uh, executive order. Obviously, I just spoke about my dislike of executive borders but on this case if governor hudson did that i would probably support it because i think it's that kind of precedent and then we need to turn into law as well uh, it's just if you're going to do open that door to having to show id of certain medical conditions uh, just imagine how far that could go and, and how overbearing that could turn into well it's an it's a it's a sidestepping of constitutional rights you know we should have the right to keep our paperwork our medical paperwork and financials um private and it's it's a it's frustrating hey thank you for your work you're doing this is rd thank you for what you're doing it looks like many of the executive orders uh with the communication system that we have today we know we've had people on the show in the last four years that executive orders has come down in the our legislature didn't have any idea any of it was going on so 
Uh, I think the executive order needs to be, you know, way, tri- way trimmed Reined back. in. Because uh, so many Democrats for so many years gave the governor power, uh, unbalanced power. So uh, there's a lot of reining in to do. But don't you think that the communication that we have today uh, that that we could cut executive orders way back? Uh, I agree, and I hope that we do. You know, I watch the federal government, and I see that the last 20 years, the power has been consolidating in the executive branch. Whether yes. Democrat or Republican, be fair, and the ability to, to do executive orders to actually legislate and govern is getting out of control. I mean, we've seen it under the Biden administration who has used executive orders. Uh, he, he doesn't need the, the legislator, really. He can just use a pen and write how he wants to. That's not how our constitutional system was set up. That's not how it should be. And that power consolidating executive branch, unfortunately, is starting to seep its way into Arkansas. COVID-19 definitely put that on overdrive. But it's something that we as a legislator need to step up, especially because we're a part-time legislator who has only really legislative power, you know, once every two years, if you think about it. Uh, so we need it's something that we have to start taking the reins of. I've been really proud of this General Assembly that we have made that a priority this session in multiple two different ways. And, you know, if you take this, you take pulling Dr. Romero's confirmation, that is typically just something we hand wave for the governor. Uh, like I said before, the, the days of us rubber stamping the governor's agenda is over. And moving forward, Arkansas legislature is going to be a co-equal branch government that will act as a strong check and balance the executive branch if needed. Uh, this isn't about personalities of the governor or anybody else. This is about the constitutional powers and the ability that the people gave us to, to, to govern and lead and something that we have to take control of because we don't. Believe me, the executive branch will take as much power as it can, and then one day we'll look up and it'll be like the federal government where you can't hardly get anything done, and and the the, the executive branch has way, way too much power. So that's a real concern for the Arkansas General Assembly, and I've appreciated my colleagues and some of the things we've done to push back on that this session. Senator, last question for you, and then we'll let you go because we know uh, session to be starting. You guys starting session back today, aren't you? Yes, sir, we are. We should get back to it. Got a couple different things on the agenda. How about uh, liability? Uh, You guys have been looking at that for businesses on COVID-19 and protecting them against, you know, uh, lawsuits. I think perhaps businesses would drop their face mask, uh, you know, laws. If, if, yeah, rules. If liability was, you know, Help, they were they were helped with the whole liability issue. Is that something that you guys will be tackling here in this week or next week? Yeah, I think it either came through um, the session last week or is coming through. I try to remember it was it, it passed overwhelmingly. I think in the Good. Senate and the and the only caveat I would change that I don't want to mess up the the process because I didn't file the bill and I know there was they've been discussing it is one of the issues I think with liability protection, we saw this with the executive order, is that they had a requirement that you basically follow the CDC guidelines. Mm-hmm. And so if you're a business and you want to drop the mask mandate, there's a legal argument that since you're not following the CDC guidelines that you may actually be liable. It's almost like you have to follow the you know normal prescription and business operation in order to get like workers comp or something like that uh, you can't go outside the norms of you know having your employee do certain things either to get that so that's the only issue i have with the, how it's written uh, that being said we do absolutely need to give liability protection to our businesses uh this is something that you, 
I mean, especially if you have patrons coming in and out, it's almost impossible to keep your people from being exposed to it. And it's just a reality of doing business, which our business has stepped up over and over again the last year, uh, even after the government shut, forced them to shut down, even though, you know, people were, were, were nervous about getting back out to those businesses, whether it's, you know, movie theaters or, or restaurants. But a liability protection is, is not only needed, it is almost something we must have to continue to grow our economy and to continue to try to recover from COVID-19. All right, we'll let you go, Senator. Thanks so much. Keep up the good work. We appreciate you. Hey, thank you, Dave. And hopefully you can get back to watching uh, baseball one day without all the... <laughs> yeah, I do. I'm going to talk more about that. I'm, I'm, I am really ticked off about this. Uh, you know, I mean, Major League Baseball says... They want to help black people. You want to help black people. Let the $100 million that were going to Atlanta uh, for small black businesses get to Atlanta because of the All-Star game. Thanks a lot. Uh, We'll talk to you later. State Senator Trent Garner here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Always good to have him with us. Got to get a break in, then we'll come back and going to take up Major League Baseball. Want to hear what you think about this. I'd like to hear from folks that are uh, minorities today. I know you're listening because I I hear from you in text and on emails. Uh, What do you think about this? Number one, do you even know what's in that bill that's got everybody so upset? We'll talk about it when we come back here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Iverson Jackson, R.D. Hopper, Paul Calvert here. David Lucas wants you to know he's got the ultimate retirement planning checklist for you. Uh, You should be be preparing for for uh, retirement from the first day you start working if you would do that then when you get to retirement you won't have to be worrying about how solvent social security is and all the other things medicare and whatnot Uh, i wish that when i was younger a lot of the things that you can do now i could have done then but i couldn't you couldn't play in the stock market back then it was for all the rich people that had a lot a lot of money uh, you couldn't be it, just a normal guy and get into it. But uh, you can now. A lot of you are. You've got 401Ks and a whole lot of other different things. And you've saved money. So uh, protect that money. Know all of the things that you need to know about retirement so you don't go off the rails. Get a copy of the Ultimate Retirement Planning Checklist from David Lucas. If you call in and be one of the first 10 callers, they'll, they'll send this to you free of charge, 501-222-3315. That's 501-222-3315. If you call right now, you can leave a message. They'll make sure that you get one. Or go to their website, davidlucasfinancial.com. All right, we continue here on the uh, Dave Ellswick Show. Major League Baseball is pulling the All-Star game from Atlanta, Georgia, because of their new voting rights bill that they just passed their legislature passed and i like to know where they're having such heartburn from uh, because the only thing that i see uh, that is changing uh, hugely is that you must have you must have a photo id to vote now if you got a driver's license you got a photo id, a photo ID. if you need a photo id it's in the law for uh, Georgia, as it is here in Arkansas, that the government will give you one. And then the argument from the left is, well, people, there's, there's people out there who don't have cars and blah, 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 blah. Well, let me just ask you, do, do they drink beer? Do they smoke cigarettes? 
You know, they've got to have a photo ID to buy either one of those to, to prove they're of age. I mean, it just goes on and on. When you go to the Major League Baseball winter meetings, wherever they might have it, you have to have photo ID uh-huh. to get in. To get in. So what is, what is the heartburn about this? What it's, is the heartburn? They're scared of all these liberal activist groups. Well, no, I that's know what, what, they're, they're, scared what they're scared of. I'm just of. saying, why does everybody fight against voter ID? I'm, I'm wide open to hear... You're comp- I think it's one of those why you feel this way. I think it's one of those things where somebody came up with a with a what if scenario, and it just didn't make sense. But it just took off, sort of like sort of like the fact that you know a lot of people are afraid of sharks. The, the risk of being killed by a shark is enormously low, but we still go to the beach. They want but, to be but, but able to bribe the I mean, elections. And have illegal people vote, and people that vote that's never voted before that are I, in, laying in the streets that don't have an ID. I think I think I mean, they, everybody they should not vote as long as mm-hmm. they are registered to and, prove that exactly. they're an American citizen. Yes. Well, that's what they're fighting against. And I, th- I think there's already. I think I think that that there's some people that want to do that, but I think there are some people that are legitimately afraid. But I just don't think their fears. Are, are reasonable fears. I think they're afraid of the vote suppression, but I don't think it's a rational fear. I think it's one of those irrational fears, like how, people are afraid how of do sharks. You, the only thing that you're going to suppress is illegal votes. Well, I think you're right. But the, uh, and so, so the thing is, so there, there might be five people that get denied the right to vote throughout the entire country if they require um, IDs. And so that's, I'm sorry, Maybe it's unfair for those five people, but that's not a reason to actually get rid of a, a, a decent proposed law. But and there, so the the idea, I think, I think it's one of those things that somebody mentioned it, and it wasn't ever a reasonable idea. But people got afraid of it, and it just think, took off. And think about this: do, Are our elections held randomly, or do we have set times and dates? Sure. Sure, we have elections. So we used to have by the federal government, yeah. and each person is only supposed to vote I, yeah. one time. And I already know that I've got to. I want to vote. And if I don't have ID, ten months out, okay, elections coming up in twenty twenty two. Why don't I start working on getting my ID, sure. and, and I'll and, be and ready by twenty twenty two? Guess what? It's not that hard to get one. It's not. People I mean, are suppressed from driving, aren't they? They're suppressed from flying. What else do we? Well, we haven't always had airplanes. <laughs> we haven't always had cars, but we have always had elections. Yeah, and people found a way to do whatever well, to, and, and to, there's, to and there's, there's got to be some method for for determining who's who's voting because you yes. only get to vote one time, and, and it, so there's, there's got to be some method. And so people would 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 say, well, you have the right to vote; you shouldn't be any kind of restrictions at all, and it's. The right to vote is something that's inherently restricted because you don't get to vote as many times as you want. You get to vote one time, mm-hmm. and you can only vote in the elections that you're eligible to vote for. And so it's there, there's kind of got to be something there. It's, it's different from the right to get married or the right to, to to keep and bear arms because there's no limitation on how many guns you can own. There's, it doesn't inherently – the nature of it is, is, is not that you can't just buy one gun one time in your life and – but, but voting is that way. It okay. is inherently limited and restricted, and it has to be. Speaking of my guns, my uh, you guys remember Kaz being on, my little brother from fraternity. And okay. He was talking about the uh, percentages on COVID and everything. It was a very good presentation that he did on my show. He wrote to me yesterday and says, Happy Resurrection Day, Dave. Guess what? 
I went out and bought my first gun yesterday. Oh, wow. Now he's sixty eight years old. Wow. And I said to him, on I said Sunday? Where you been? <laughs> no, he did it on Saturday. Okay. Okay. Oh, and I yeah, said, yesterday. Where you where you been? I said, I got I went through my litany of a lot of the guns that I had. He says, man, you're ahead of me. (laughs) All right, a break. We got Rush, and we'll come back. We're going to talk some more. All right, back with you. Let's talk real quickly here uh, about what's going on as far as uh, PI roofing goes. PI roofing uh, will take care of your roof. I know you know that because I've been telling it to you for 18 years. Uh, They are the best roofing company uh, by far, in my opinion, here in the central Arkansas area, in fact, probably in the state. Mm-hmm. And if you need your uh, your roof fixed or you need it worked on or you need it to be taken a look at, uh, get get a hold of the folks over at PI Roofing. Uh, 707-3551 is their number. I've used them several times, uh, about uh, 15, 16 years. They put a new roof on my house. And uh, I will have them out to my home here probably by May to walk my roof and take a look at it. Because, you know, that's a 16 years long time. Now, you know, you've heard uh, the folks on uh, Joel Johnson, the owner of PI Roofing, on my show and says you should be able to put your final roof on your home now because of the uh, shingles have like, you know, 50-year warranties on them and things of that nature. In fact, I'll have him back on to talk about that again here in the near future. But uh, do it with the best. I mean, you're going to have to replace your roof sometime, typically. Uh, Hail storms, straight-line winds, all the things that we have. So get a call to PI Roofing when you need to do it again. Uh, and And the number again for them, 707-3551, 707 3551 and piroofing.com. Jerry Cox with us, joining us today from the Family Council. Jerry, hate crimes legislation. It's like a, a, a bad penny, it just won't go away. It's like a roach, it, can, it keeps coming back. Even you step on it, you burn it, you poison it, whatever. Uh, they seem to have their little nests and they keep on showing back up. These people don't give up on hate crimes legislation. Well, it's um, it, it keeps being reincarnated uh, is the the issue here. It keeps coming back, looking different, um, different name, and all that. So I'm just tired of it. I've been dealing with this Dave for over well. 20 years, really, at the Capitol, and um, they just keep coming back with this. The bottom line is, if hate crimes would prevent hate crimes, all these other states that pass these laws wouldn't see all these terrible crimes being committed. We all know that, and so um, it's this thing of Arkansas is one of the last states uh, that's out there that doesn't have one of these laws. And so there's this pressure for us to join the rest of the states in passing a law that really doesn't do uh, do anything to prevent these terrible crimes. Yeah, and and uh, I I saw in the press uh, reports that uh, Senator Hendren is at the center of this again. Is that right? Well, uh, there are other people that are pushing this one. It's basically leadership in the House and Senate uh, that are that are behind this particular bill. It's Senate Bill 622. It's not as far-reaching as the bill that Senator Hendren and the governor rolled out last fall, but 
th- these bills all have flaws in them, and um, I personally would would wouldn't vote for one of them. Uh, for example, Senate Bill six twenty two. Um, has some kind of strange um, thing in here about protections for clergy so that they don't get thought policed and punished, uh, but it only protects them during a religious ceremony. That's the only time they have protection is during a religious ceremony. Well, what about the rest of the time when they're out doing whatever clergy do? And then you go beyond that, there's no protections listed in here for just regular old people of faith, uh, mm-hmm. other than it references the First Amendment protection uh, that's out there, which is a good one, but that's there no matter what. And we know that there's a move to go around uh, the First Amendment and those protections and say, yeah, yeah, you have freedom of religion, but not here. And so it really is very, very thin when it comes to protecting uh, religious freedom. And it doesn't even reference freedom of speech or freedom of association, except um, I think, it, it again, it references the Constitution, but there are no specific protections in there for speech or association. And so what this does is it, it gets to a point where it says, well, if you purposely selected somebody for a really heinous crime, which I do give them this, they narrowed the um, the crimes to the really bad ones, and uh, they really didn't create a bunch of categories like some of these bills do, you know, race, creed, color, sexual orientation, all that. They just say if you cont- if you focus on somebody, if you purposely select them, then you can be punished. Now, aren't you well, punished that, anyway? Well, that's a that's the point. Um, nobody seems to have been able to make a case that our current laws are inadequate when it comes to punishing evildoers. And we want evildoers to be punished. They need to go to jail. They need to pay for their crimes. And I believe they do. Uh, And so I don't know, with some of these crimes, they're so bad that it's the death penalty or it's life without parole. Well, I don't know if you can lock them up any longer than that or you can kill them any more times. Uh, It says that they would serve 80% of whatever their sentence is. So 80% of the death penalty is still dead. Um, 80% of life <laughs> without parole is still life. Right, know. that's right. That's still, that's still, that's so, still life. So, so, Mr. Cox, the, the, the alternative would be the current system that maybe you get out after 20% or something of that nature. Isn't that right? Well, um, the, 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 the bill, uh, let me make it clear. The bill says that if you're convicted of one of these um, purposely uh, targeting, uh, purposely selecting crimes, then uh, you will have to serve uh, at least 80% of your sentence, whatever that is. And so that's the enhancement that's with it, which um, I don't know how the parole people feel about this. A lot of times um, they want people to be eligible for parole because it prompts better behavior down at the prison. But that's a whole other issue. I, I just think the uh, the thing that we have to focus on here is what what's not in in the bill. And let me tell you the other thing that's not in here. Um, it, it's this whole thing of um, uh, third part, what they call third party investigations. So let kind of track with me for a minute. Let's say the guy holds a rally on the steps of the Capitol, and he says abortion is murder. And uh, people that perform abortions are bad people, or whatever he says. And then one of the people at that rally goes over and harms an abortion doctor. Uh, 
There's nothing in this bill here to prevent that connecting of the dots and pulling that person that spoke at the rally somehow into this crime. And so where that comes into play with some people is they, according to their religious beliefs, may say things that are offensive to some people. And if uh, we all know how the liberal media will connect the dots and say, well, Dave Ellswick said this on his radio show, and then one of his uh, listeners went out and did a bad thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, So Dave Ellswick must somehow be a part of this. And they pull you in, even if you're found innocent, it has that chilling effect on your ability to speak and to say what you think, because you have to look over your shoulder and wonder, is somebody going to slap my hand for this? Am well, maybe it, maybe it's this? not me that looks over my shoulder, but everybody else that would want to speak out look over their shoulder, and so they don't speak out. Right. And so there's nothing in there. There's no firewall in there about third-party-type investigations going on. Mm-hmm. The other thing is, once you pass a law like this, all these liberal city councils out here are going to just go to town, and they're going to pass their own ordinance that's going to go way beyond these. Little Rock's already done it. Fayetteville's already done it. They've passed ordinances that that are hate crimes ordinances. That's what they call them. And they have fines if you uh, violate those ordinances. This encourages local communities to do that. Now, there's a little bit of language in here about the intrastate commerce law and saying that, uh, you know, it's not going to, you know, violate it or, you know, people can't violate it. But the thing is, Little Rock and Fayetteville already have moved out into that arena. And so there ought to be some specific language in a law like this that says a local community, local government, cannot go beyond the scope of this law in these areas. But there's not enough language in there to deal with that. Oh, they got, so they passed hate crime legislation. Little Rock really slowed slow down the shootings, didn't it? Well, I mean, and that's that's the point we've always made. Dave, I wish we could pass a law that would stop people from hurting each other. We've I got laws we that law. say that, and it still hasn't stopped it. I know. Uh, you know, I wish we could do something about that. And you know what? There probably are some things that governments could do that might mitigate some of this um, hatred between individuals and, and groups of folks that don't don't like each other and all that. But if this was it, it would have already been it in these mm-hmm. other states and other places. And, yeah, this is different, some, than what they have in some other states. It's not as far-reaching. But here's the problem. When, when the legislature passes a law, it's almost never the end. It's the beginning. Yeah, that's always the case. You see what I mean? Yeah, they always want to add, not subtract. Mm -hmm. Two years from now, somebody will be back out there, or four years from now, and they'll want to add some crimes. They'll want to put some categories in there. They'll want to do this or that. And so it's the beginning of the passage of these kinds of laws that I think the cancel culture would really enjoy having. Oh, of course. Uh, Because right now they shout you down most of the time, try to embarrass you and make you not acceptable in polite society. But I think they'd love to have a law. I think they'd love to have a law that they could wield like a weapon against people and try to just hush them up. And so 
that's the, the 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 bad road that any kind of legislation like this, I believe, puts us on. Jerry, I got one minute left. The last question for you. You said the the leadership. Are you talking about Republican leadership that is behind these bills? Uh, well, yes, it's uh, that's who the the majority party is, yeah. and so it's. And, and I don't want to single out anybody in particular. I'm not going to do that uh, on, on this because this is a collaborative effort, uh, I believe, between leadership in, in the House and the Senate. And when I say leadership, I'm not just talking about one person. I'm talking about several people that are all in those leadership positions. Um, you, you know, you probably need to look at the uh, corporate and business interests that have wanted this for a long time. And uh, people like the chamber, Walmart, and others, and so it's it's not just one person. This is a this is a big group, big circle of people out here that are doing this. Okay, so uh, we have to worry about if we ever get a major league baseball team and they're going to pull the all star <laughs> game from us because we don't have this anyway. I'll stop there with that. I appreciate your time, Jerry. Thank you very much. We'll keep fighting it as you fight it, all right? All right. Have a good day. All right. Talk to you later. Jerry Cox, Family Council. Yeah, it's got it. We just got to keep on knocking it down. It's like playing whack-a-mole. That's what it is. Every time it sticks its head up, hit it. Let me me tell you who the sponsors are on this bill. So it's Hickey, Senator Hickey, Alan Clark on the Senate side, and then Senator and Representative Shepard and Dalby. So the, the Speaker of the House, Shepard, and then Dalby, who is the um, the um, chair of the Judiciary Committee. And so uh, a lot of us maybe wouldn't be too super surprised about the others, but Alan Clark kind of gives us reason to pause. I think. I'd like to know what right. to, I want to hear. Well, I'll so, see if we he won't join us in uh, next week. You know, just, just like Mr. Cox said, all you have to do is get this on the books and yep. then it whenever the pendulum yeah. swings the other direction, as it always does, that they will take and use it. And they admit where this is going by trying to put restrictions in it for religion. All right. When we come back, I've got a pastor's version of green eggs and ham that I want to <laughs> play for you. I sent that to you, Heidi. It's in your, it's in your emails, just so you'll know. And uh, I need to talk to you about Dustin Turner. And the reason I need to ter- talk to you about Dustin Turner is homes are selling like hotcakes right now. Uh, home sales are up almost 51%. And there's not a lot of homes out on the market. There's fewer homes now than there have been in quite a few years. And since there aren't a lot of homes on the market, that uh, then that means you should be able to get what you're asking for for the home that you want to put on the market. And inter- interest rates are at an all-time low as well. But... There's still some things you got to do to make sure that you sell your home. And, and that's where uh, Dustin Turner uh, steps in. Uh, if you're going to try to sell your own home, good luck. I, I just tell you, just good luck. Because there's so many little things that you got to do uh, that you, if you're not a realtor, you probably don't know what you're doing. So uh, it's, just, it's like being your own lawyer. You know, they say if you're own, your own lawyer, you got a fool for a client. So the bottom line is Dustin Turner can help you out. He can teach you how to show your house. He can give you, you know, information about, yeah, you might want to spend a little money on this, but don't spend money on that and make sure you get the money that you want from your home. Now, how do you get Dustin Turner team on your side? Pick up the phone. Just pick up your phone and punch in this number. 
501-952-2969, or visit him online, hometeamsoldit.com. That's hometeamsoldit.com. All right, back with you, Dave Ellswick Show. want to finish something up today that uh, I think that you'll like. Uh, we're talking about a pastor by the last name of McRae in Dallas, Texas. In fact, Iverson knows the pastor. Yep. And uh, he recorded a poem. Now, he's been speaking out about the, cult, the cancel culture. He's totally against it. And uh, he did a little take on Dr. Seuss's Green Eggs and Ham. And here's what he had to say. I do not like Green Eggs and Ham. I do not like them, Sam, I am. I do not like them on a boat. I do not like them with a goat. I do not like them on a train or in the dark or in the rain. I do not like them here or there. I do not like them anywhere. I'll tell you what else I do not like, calling good things bad and wrong things right. They've come and tried to destroy our structure, barging in with this cancel culture. With angry expressions, they were sent to come with us with their agenda. You know what else makes me see red? Attacking Dr. Seuss and Mr. Potato Head. (laughs) Or Speedy Gonzalez or Pepe Le Pew and the Bernstein Bears, to name a few. You can't say that or you can't say this. Well, I've had enough and I've made a list. Cancel culture has crossed a line and I believe that it's past time. For the body of Christ to take a stand, joined in unity all over the land. On Christ, the solid rock I stand, all other ground is sinking sand. All other ground is sinking sand. With cancel culture, I disagree that we can't say words like he or she. The Bible, for me, settled this issue. If this makes you mad, then grab a tissue. Male and female, God created them. And who are we to challenge him? He came to earth as a babe in the manger. To this kind of love, we were all strangers. See, Jesus came to save the lost, and he died upon that old rugged cross. Laid in that tomb for three whole days, the defeated foes were death, hell, and the grave. He arose with all power, dominion, and might. With the stone rolled away, he finished that fight. We can fight too. The church must stand up. Been silent too long, and I've had enough. The church at one time had abandoned her post, losing her freedom and the things we love most. This is a time where we take it all back. Yes, we'll stand up and get back on track. I started this poem with green eggs and ham, but it's really about the great I am. There you go. Wow. (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah, it really is. And we're hoping to have the... The pastor on next week we're going to work towards it iverson uh is uh, familiar with him knows him so he's got his phone number in his phone <laughs> and he's texting him right now so we're trying to set it up have him with us and talk about the cancel culture because this is cancel culture is has got the church right in its crosshairs they're trying to divide this country and they're trying to take our freedom of religion away from us and the people that can't see that need to wake up 
Yeah, what you're not willing to fight for, you will lose. That's right. And yeah. once you lose it, don't think you're going to get no, it back. No, never going to. It's like a government program. <laughs> once it gets started, that's it. Yes, it's around and, forever. And, it's around forever. And the hate crime bills that Jerry Cox just called in and talked about is part of the agenda Absolutely. to take our religious freedom away from it. And the governor and the Republican leaders of the state of Arkansas need to get it passed to advance their political careers. Yeah. Yep. Well, they sure have been working hard at it for 20 years, that's all I can say. And they've never succeeded yet. Paul Calvert, Artie Hopper, and Mr. Iverson Jackson, Pastor Iverson Jackson. Yes. I want to thank you for being with us this morning. Be back again next Monday with Power Panel. I'm Dave Ellswick. I'll join you again tomorrow morning. Uh, Elizabeth uh, Sotolari is going to be with me. And don't forget that the Bible guys in studio... Again tomorrow, we'll talk about cancels culture. That's something we'll talk about as well. And I'll probably play this again tomorrow for them here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Have a great day.